lightning if you couldn't tell hello and welcome to another episode of herwitz's house of horror i'm your host steve herwitz and this is the podcast where we talk about a different horror movie every week we'll sometimes talk about some horror news and we'll go on random tangents about literally everything else going on in both our lives and outside in the world with me, as always, is my co-host Jefferson, who literally just took off his headphones and left the room. So uh, he's gone. It's just me now. Ah! No, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, <laughs> oh I, I hope you all heard that because that really sent a chill down my spine. I jumped out of my seat and here he is back once again, hopefully. Ooh. Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> Let me put my headphones on. Hey, I'm back. Hello, Jeff. Welcome. Oh, hey, Steve. I don't really know how to react to any of this. Well, I just got to go to the bathroom really quick. Mm-hmm. I like to wait until the episode starts. Yeah. Um, But then I, just, uh, you know, no, no, don't worry about it. I think my neighbors must love us so much at this point. <laughs> yeah, probably. Although most of the times when we record, like it's usually around this time, which is like 4.30-ish, yeah. sometimes a little earlier, sometimes a little later. Maybe well, before dinner time. Maybe they're just getting home and like relaxing. Like, thank God I had the longest, worst day of everyone yelling at me. And now I just finally get to relax at home. And then they just hear screaming or us ranting about fuck knows who and what. As long as they don't think, you know, anything bad's happening over here. I hope they do. We do always blast whatever movie we're watching really loudly mm-hmm. whenever they're especially just blood curdling screams and people being murdered. It's fun. You gotta yeah. to like spread the joy because we are in December. It is currently December 4th. We are now in the next holiday. We are in the Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, anything else that you well, celebrate during this month. The, um, the Steve, holidays. Uh, Can I say that? It's December 11th. Shh. Oh, don't let uh, them know that. Right. We record these early. It's December 11th. It's You're in the room with us. Or- a lot like December. Eleven inside. There's Santa. Santa. We can't Snow say Merry the- Christmas anymore because that's uh, Christmas. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I just, just go on a long rant about there's a about there being the a war, war on Christmas. Christmas. That's right. exactly I've been wanting to talk about the war on Christmas this whole time. <laughs> We'll save that for uh, for a different for the podcast. Finale. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For right. the very last podcast of the year when we actually talk about Christmas mm-hmm. or the holidays. Excuse me. Yeah. The war is already here and beginning. The war on Hanukkah. Jeff, I, I need to talk to you about something. OK. Have you ever just sat down and listened to our theme? Uh, yes, I have. It is ridiculous. Every time mm-hmm. I edit and I have to listen to that, not have to listen to it, but I listen to it. <laughs> and I have to listen to that <laughs> shit. I'm just like, this is one of the dumbest things of all time. Yep. What do we do? But I love it so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't. I don't know. I feel like I tune it out now. Just because you're so it used just to happens. It. Yeah. And I don't yeah. think about it. But my favorite part. I mean, I've said this before, but my favorite part is definitely um, Fernando. Fernando. I can't stop. I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh every time. Me too. That that gets me no matter what. But it just makes me think of how much fun we have during this podcast and all yeah. the dumb things that we just indulge ourselves in. 
I always wonder be, if um oh sorry. No, you first. I always wonder if people come to this podcast like, you know what? I really love horror movies and like A24 and this and that. And they turn it on and it's like us talking about getting uh, Justin Long milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? And they just shut it off before they even get this far. Yeah, yeah. And then if they even if they're like, you know what? I'll get through that intro. That's fine. And then they get into just our pre ramble. It's like, mm-hmm. well, this is not about anything I yep. want to listen to. It's like, what? Why? So, hey, if you're still around. Welcome. Thanks. Yeah, this is not an impenetrable podcast to get into. Yeah. There are not a lot of inside jokes or tangents. Yeah. You know, jump on in, jump into the deep end. Well, welcome back, listeners. And then if this is your first time, welcome for your first time, listener. Yeah. We're going to talk about some horror news finally. Do you know why, Jeff? Because it's the horror hour. Let's talk about some sequel news, Jeff. Okay. So I did bring up that the Black Phone was going to be getting a sequel, and we now have some new updates on that. Yeah. So returning to the cast will be Ethan Hawke as the Grabber. Also, Mason Thames. He was the kid that got kidnapped in the first one. He'll be returning. His sister, played by Madeline McGraw, and then their dad, Jeremy Davis, and also Miguel Mora. All of these people were in the first, so they are returning. There is a release date for June 27th of 2025. Scott Derrickson and C. Robert Cargill will be writing and producing the upcoming sequel. And there is not any update on whether Derrickson will be returning to direct, but I'm just glad he has a hand in this still because I really did, as I've mentioned before, enjoy that first one a lot more than I expected it. The trailers made me kind of roll my eyes and like, oh, that looks generic. Mm -hmm. But sitting down and really like giving it a go, I really liked it. There are Mm. a, a few moments that I did talk to some people about that. They were like, this made me turn it off. This made me go. This is dumb and I don't want to finish it. I'm like, that's fair. And there are movies like that, but I liked it for what it was. And if I remember correctly, the first movie ended with the kid escaping from the grabber after he beat him up with his ghost buddy. So I'm not sure how this is going to pick up, how long after it's going to pick up from the first and where our characters will be. But I'm looking forward to hearing more about this and more news as to who will be directing. My guess is um, it's going to be about the kid and his ghost buddy going to college. Ooh, And And it's just going to follow them and their college hijinks. uh And then the grabber returns. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, he's our professor. (laughs) And it's like a comedy, a buddy comedy. I thought you were going to go towards like just the copy scream to beat for beat. (laughs) Basically, I mean, similar vibe. All right. Again, that movie will hopefully be debuting in theaters on June 27th of 2025. Moving along. Remember we talked about Thanksgiving pretty recently, Jeff? That's right. Because we we did it. We all celebrated Thanksgiving. Not everyone, but we celebrated the movie Thanksgiving, which was by Eli Roth that came out a couple weeks ago. I had a lot of fun with it. And it's about a killer called John Carver who... Carved a bunch of murders in Plymouth, Massachusetts, which again is where I'm from. So I loved hearing them accents. There has now been a sequel officially announced for Thanksgiving 2. Whoa. Yeah. So Eli Roth and Jeff Rendell are back to write the screenplay for the upcoming sequel. Roth said, we're going to take a year off so we can really, really write a great script. We want to outdo ourselves, make it better than the first one. Yes, John Carver will be back for seconds. Stay tuned for more information. That's all we have right now, but I'm so stoked that they're doing a sequel. Like this first one surprised me with what they did and how mm-hmm. much I ended up really enjoying it. And then on top of the quote that I think I said last week about how Eli Roth wanted it to be 
a movie made from a really messed up 80s movie and it was it was a, a sequel remake to uh, just a remake to that right it's like a symbolic reboot of a movie that doesn't exist or something like that exactly right? exactly and yeah if they keep along the same lines of the who done it because they left it open at the very end hmm. just leaving it yeah for the killer to come back it does the killer i don't remember anything about this movie just really quick is the killer dressed like a pilgrim yeah, he's dressed like okay, a cool. pilgrim and he's wearing a, a mask, a John Carver mask. Right, right, right. It's like a plastic thing that everyone in the town was like handed out for like mm. the Thanksgiving parade and everything so he could blend in pretty well. Smart. And there's a cool scene where everyone's on a float and some of the people who are being uh, pursued are terrified because in the crowd are all these people wearing that one mask. And it's like, where kind of like uh, Scream 6. Exact, exactly. On the train. Like that, exactly. Yeah. Like that. I mean, yeah, a lot of good scream comparisons. Mm-hmm. It was nice having a new holiday themed horror movie. And I'm yeah. glad we're going to get a sequel to this. Um, It's giving murder. Get it? Yes. <laughs> so hopefully uh, Sony's TriStar plans on releasing Thanksgiving 2 in theaters worldwide in 2025 so that'll hopefully be joining the black phone too jeff i only have one final bit of news for us this week it is sort of horror related but it's just also something i want to talk about for the fans out there who both like horror and maybe are a little less into horror i think this meets a nice middle ground we're gonna be talking a little bit about the godzilla minus one movie that came out and it was absolutely fantastic in my opinion we saw this with friend of the show and producer james miller last night Mm -hmm. and i gotta say i had so much fun with this movie and i want to clarify um we're not talking about godzilla x kong Mm. because that's not out yet or the monarch apple plus tv series because there's a lot of Godzilla happening happening at the moment, which is very exciting for Godzilla fans. I think that the American version of Godzilla they've been doing, starting with, I think it was Gareth Edwards, 2014 Godzilla. That was really good. Mm -hmm. Godzilla King of the Monsters. I was sort of let down by, which is weird because it had King Ghidorah, Rodan, Mothra, Godzilla, Mm -hmm. all battling out across the world, which is sort of what I really want, you know, in a Godzilla movie is just monster battles and shit. Yeah. But I, I feel like it was a little overdone and there was something lost in the translation to me. And like I've gone back and rewatched it. I'm like, what don't I like about this? Because everything I, I could possibly want is here, but it just it just missed the beat somehow. It's, Sometimes it's I bad. feel like when there's when the parts are all there and it's what people want, they kind of it's like they don't have to work as hard for it. So yeah. it's kind of like they usually miss the mark a little bit because they're like, well, we have all look, look on paper. This is amazing. So we're good. It's like, no, you got to make it good also. Like it was, it was fine. It just wasn't my favorite of them all. But then that was followed by Godzilla V Kong. Actually, I think it was just Godzilla versus Kong. I keep going back to Batman V Superman. (laughs) And then finally, uh, the newest trailer that came out for Godzilla X Kong, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we get, again, more of the American godzilla teaming up with king kong Mm -hmm. but the one that we're talking about is the toho japanese made classic godzilla it was an updated version because the original godzilla took place i think sometime the 50s i don't remember i trust your you on that one so this movie took place right after world war ii Mm -hmm. we follow a character who he made some decisions that you know i kind of agreed with 
and he feels yeah, it's, guilty it's for a it. interesting you know it's an it's a cool take on a discussion. human story interacting with godzilla yeah and what i liked about this is that godzilla returns as a literal force of nature mm-hmm. that i think the scale was fantastic Me there are some like creepy moments as well and some upsetting moments too the update on his powers and just the way he looks is brilliant and i really like this movie me too i thought it was like almost godzilla in the vein of at least part of it it was almost like jaws like yeah and then there were big parts of it that were just massive scale you know just like you said a force of nature i mean i don't know i don't know how else to explain it it's fucking insane yeah i don't want to like there's not too much to really spoil i know i'm trying that's the other thing i'm trying not to want to let people know like i want them to go into this and just have it roll over them like it did for me Mm -hmm. i think i saw one trailer i was like i'm sold stop watching everything else so go into the movie everything that happened i was like this is fucking rad ass yeah so i definitely recommend this movie what about you jeff me too and i'm not a huge godzilla guy He's, he's he's pretty cool i don't know but i went in like more than any other Godzilla movie I've seen, I think, been like, okay, this is cool. This would makes me want to watch more Godzilla stuff, more than like any of the American new stuff has, mm-hmm. personally. Just as a heads up for people there, like it's a very character-driven story. It focuses mm-hmm. on this one guy and how Godzilla affects his life. Right. So don't go in expecting a big monster battle thing. Just smash and bash for two hours. It's yeah. like Which he does, Godzilla. Oh, totally. He Godzilla yeah, tears some shit up. Yeah, I think it feels better and cooler and more intense because you're following these characters, you know. And that's where it Gives has stakes. that original Godzilla feel where it's just this atomic creature mm-hmm. taking down Japan and right. cities all around. And again, the force of nature to be reckoned with. So 10 out of 10, definitely recommend. Mm-hmm. If you don't like subtitles, suck it up and go see it anyways, because it's yeah. really good. Dumb, dumb. Go and read. All right, Jeff, that does it for me for the horror hour. Are we ready to move into this week's movie? Uh, I believe so. So this week was a Jefferson Miller. Well, you're going to put it on me. <laughs> we don't usually call out who picks the movies, but uh, I guess we can. <laughs> I, I just like to... Include, we can let the listeners know. I just like to include you. I like people to know that you also oh, have a that's hand. that's why you're calling it out. In Not because of the movie in. that we watched. And whether or not we liked it, it's because you want to give me credit. Exactly. Ah, Thank you. Thank Uh, you, Steve. I want everyone to know that we both have mutual input and that I'm just not shoving Italian horror movies into your face every Mm -hmm. other week. Because you went off on the Italians pretty hard on that one fantastic episode. Well, again, let's, you know, in case you didn't listen, (laughs) nothing against the Italians. I just don't love 70s horror. uh, uh, Just in general. Specifically, Italian style so we're going to take a little bit of a break yeah. from Italian horror movies from the 70s. So instead, we're going to be focusing on a on a movie from the 80s, 1988 to be exact. Jeff, what movie did we watch this week? Well, Steve, we watched Killer Clowns from Outer Space, directed by Steven Chiodo. It was a night like any other night. Then something happened. Something different. It's no shooting star. Why here? Why now? Why clowns? So we're 
right away, this movie kicks off with just some rock and music. It was this. Do you know if this song was like written for the movie? It was. Okay. Because it's about like the circus. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they, did they mention killing, cl- killing mm-hmm. clowns off the bat about it? I heard some, yeah, somewhere I wasn't totally following, but it, there was a moment where they said something about like, clowns are killing and it's scary out here. Something like that. I do like that the camera just sort of pans over this. It just seems like a small town to me. Mm-hmm. And I love any horror movie that's sort of based around a small town. I believe it's called Crescent Cove. And it it's like right outside of Santa Cruz. It definitely felt reminiscent of like the movies we'd been watching. The Friday the 13th and the, mm-hmm. and the um, you know, the other one. Fri- uh, not Friday. Uh, what the fuck? Halloween. Halloween. This had a Night of the Creeps vibe to me. Mm-hmm. Very much in a schlocky B movie. Oh, definitely. Thing, yeah, yeah. Which we'll definitely get into a little bit more, but yeah, but that small and that one too. But the small, like you're saying, the small town kind yeah. of like teenagers and like make out point and all that kind of stuff. This is definitely B, maybe a C movie. But all of that stuff to me, it is a nice, comforting feeling. Like when I see that, I'm like, this is gonna, I'm gonna enjoy this at totally. least a little bit. And to give you guys an idea, just before we fully dive in, this movie's budget was $2 million. I mean, I think they did a good job with what they had. Yeah, uh, I read that like the the Chiodos brothers did most of the effects, so they didn't have an effects studio or anything. So it's like and the like props and everything. So, so they saved a ton of money. So that's why it's yeah. looks good for two million. Well, we have a few things happening all at once. We have these two brothers. Hang on, I got their names here. The Tele Terenzi brothers, Terenzi brothers, just cruising around in an ice cream truck, going up to make out point, ruining everyone's night. Everyone just throws shit at them. Yeah, who wants some ice cream? Ice cream, ice cream. We are And you were telling me that these were two established actors in the LA area at the time. Yeah, they're like a comedy duo, mm. which I would not have guessed. They're no. just two knuckleheads. Maybe the most annoying part of the movie. I agree with you on that. They definitely did not seem like actors. You would think it would be the clowns, you, but it's the two. Ter, what are they? Terenzi? Terenzi. Terenzi brothers. And it also, although it seems like all the dialogue is 80 yard in this movie. So it that made it kind of worse. Really bad. I'll be honest. I even turned yeah. to you. I'm like, is there, is there something off with like the like file? The sync? Yeah. Right. Or is it just bad ADR? And I think it was just the bad ADR. I think so it too, does get a little some bit of the sound better. effects were. Yeah. Bad pretty bad yeah well we are introduced to two of our main characters we have mike and debbie and you pointed out that they're just making out in the back of their car but in the back of this car is a inflatable raft that they're in yeah yeah like, in the, in the anything in the days before the inflatable mattress i guess Ex- he's like you know what <laughs> fucking put a raft back here and it's like a bed yeah i thought that was kind of cool yeah or f- innovator yeah well they end up seeing something fall from space and they decide to go check it out we now go to an old man who's hanging out in his backyard with his adorable dog, Pooh. Yeah, Pooh Bear. He sees this thing crash in the woods and he goes to check it out and he comes across a circus tent. How do you feel about his portrayal, his his acting? Acting was bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think the dialogue that he had 
what he had to work with. What he had to work with worked perfectly with his acting. Right. Does that make sense? Because you could tell he was like kind of struggling with the lines. It's over the top and it's very much just, yeah, very forced. And whoa, there's this happening over here. All right. Who, <laughs> where did this circus tent come from? How do I get in? And where are all the people? OK, where's my dog? Oh, my God. My dog's gone. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask you to do an impression, so I'm glad you just oh, there you go. Dove right I in, took off too Dad, fast. Gum it. <laughs> or whatever he says. What in tarnation? What in tarnation going on here? Yeah. So unfortunately, we do have a dog getting taken away in a net, and we're but assuming this dog dies. We don't see it. Come I figured up. maybe it just hangs out on the in the tent. Let's go with that. The the dog gets taken into a net, and then the old man gets alien raid. And we just hear some screaming from him, and let's call that kill number one. Oh, alien raid, like a la- like a ray. Yeah, raid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, like raid. I thought you raid like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, like it's a, it's alien <laughs> raid for humans. Yeah, you're right. <sighs> we have Mike and Debbie now showing up, and we have some casual stereotypical racism going on. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I was like, why is he? What's he doing here? I didn't even realize and what he was doing. In you had to said. point out that he was doing some Native American stuff. Yeah. And then even his girlfriend, Debbie, is like, all right, stop doing that. Like, yeah. Well, she calls it. She she jumps in a little bit, too, and mm. calls him like chief running mouth or something like something that. Something like, like that. Don't. We don't have to do this. <laughs> but, you know, the 80s. We've done enough. This was fine. God, what an era that must have been, huh? Yeah, right. Just casual stereotyping yeah what a what bunch a of white people being like we're the best <laughs> we're better than all the other ones i hear you say that every day jeff <laughs> so they end up going into the tent that they find of course and this ends up being a ship that they've that they've stumbled upon this is what they saw falling from the sky and it's the inside is pretty cool like it's really it's almost like um beetlejuice vibes in a way beetlejuicey and like it's juicy. The interior of a ship, but it's all clowned out and very yeah, colorful. Like multicolored stripes and like the buttons are, they look kind of like clown noses and they go like bing bong, honk, bing boom when you push on them and stuff. Yeah, they're like Mike thinks this is part of the circus the entire time. He's yeah. jumping around like, oh, look at me. I'm the half man, half lady. Oh, uh, there's an elephant or something. Even what he was saying, I'm Gums the Toothless Elephant. Oh, look at me. And there's another one. That's oh, there's kind of there's like one. It's yeah. Like, he, he's like, look, I'm the bulimic woman. Watch right. me. Watch <laughs> me binge and, and purge. Then, yeah. Right in front of your eyes. I was like, dude, what is your fucking in the last five minutes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He shoots all these out really quickly. But after that, he stops with this. Yeah. Which is which is good because we all was a rough start talking about how is this character riding that line of like being really annoying or sort of just like goofy. Kind of like a goofy, funny guy. Yeah. Yeah. He does end up, in my eyes, going more into the goofy, funny way. Agreed. Me too. But yeah, like you said, rough, rough start. Definitely. So they're wandering around. They come across these different chambers. There's one chamber with like this giant hole in the ground and this like ball of light up in the air. They're like, this isn't normal. Let's get the fuck out of here. I think mm-hmm. Debbie's even like, this is a spaceship or something. And he's being like, nah, it's a, <laughs> it's just a circus tent. Yeah, I think in that scene, too, he's like, isn't that could be this and that could be this. And she's like, no, it's like stop. a missile silo. And she's <laughs> yeah. like, we need to get the fuck out of here. And they end up coming across this cotton candy chamber, mm-hmm. which I really, really liked. And they end up finding out that this cotton candy is actually filled with bodies and like they're, co- co- they're, cotton candy cocoons. Yes. 
and there's a really cool like popcorn machine mm-hmm. just in the corner and he says that it smells like really good in here <laughs> we're just thinking about that it's like i mean these bodies are being cocooned and also i don't know if we see it here but like they're being melted inside of these these cocoons right yeah i don't think so because he just pulls the like cotton candy off and it just shows a dude's a face. face and his face looks fairly normal but later on when later on they get melted melted down melt and down. drank yeah they end up coming across some of the clowns and they chase them and one of them shoots both mike and debbie with a popcorn gun which is kind of ridiculous until a second clown pulls out these balloons makes a balloon tracking dog and the dog follows the popcorn left <laughs> as the clowns chase yeah but then debbie and mike end up fucking off out of there they hit a clown clown gets back up and this is when we start to see the clowns start to descend upon Crescent Cove. They have one of the goofiest walks that I've ever seen. They walk so slow. So slow. Which I, I'm sure is because of the costumes. But also, I feel like that was just like maybe, a choice. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what kind of makes it more creepy. It's like these alien clowns just take their time in a Michael Myers way, but much more colorful. Yeah. Part of, part of me was like, oh, creepy. And then part of me, you know, in certain scenes, it's kind of like. You you can just run around these dudes like you can easily get away from these these creatures, but unless they have their death rays. That's right. Also, they're all just creepy looking. We haven't described these clowns yet, have we, Jeff? How, no. do you, how would you describe these clowns that we've been seeing? Um, very tall. Mm-hmm. Most of them are like seven, eight feet tall. Uh, I would say, and um, wearing like their outfits are basically like just clown outfits big shoes little big bit clothes a little bit different like some spots are like metallic looking so it's a little bit like outer space mm-hmm. age type um and then but they're the biggest difference is they're big old swollen looking faces yeah they're like yeah swollen is the best way i can think of some of them it. are like really wrinkly yeah really wrinkly they're like smiles but like sinister smiles and then all of them have really sharp teeth mm-hmm. when they open their mouths and like they have big red noses too yeah yeah their designs are very nightmarish like if, mm-hmm. if i were to have had a nightmare when i was a kid this is what what i would have seen right classic scary clown they also just look really dirty too yeah totally which at least good, their heads is all like all even their clothes yeah. and stuff i'm like yeah these are like if you went into like monsters. a halloween store and got a scary clown mask i feel like it's emulated it's emulating yeah. these characters extraordinarily well. Yeah. Mike and Debbie end up going to the cops where we meet Officer Dave, who Debbie used to date. And then we also meet Officer Mooney, who absolutely sucks. Yeah, he's the, the worst, worst cop. Just guy ever. <laughs> yeah. Guy, and yeah. cop. There's a scene earlier on where the, he like arrests these two guys just for what being at the park or mm-hmm. trying to walk home or something. And he just berates them continuously and. Dave's like, hey, man, uh, do your thing, but I'm not going to just be cool with you beating prisoners. And he's like, oh, these boys are going to be history. Uh, Don't make me shoot you. And all this kind of crazy shit. It's like, uh. And then when Mike and Debbie are trying to tell Dave that there are these clowns and they saw dead bodies, Mooney's like, killer clowns from outer space. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm sure that's happening. You and your Terenzi brothers are up to no good joking around you ain't gonna make no puppet out of me oh yeah, and he's like you and your tramp your <laughs> tramp friend or whatever i was like jesus he also talked really weird like a like a tv character from the 50s like straight 
to the kisser. He's like one of those guys. So if anyone has seen the movie Animal House, you'll recognize him as the Dean. Then as of this moment, they're on double secret probation. Interesting. Yeah, he's got a very distinct voice. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't recognize him, but I recognized the voice and I looked up who he was on IMDb. And was Does like, he oh. voice act too? He has, yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, me too. I'm like, his voice is super familiar to me, but I don't recognize his face. He did a character on Batman the Animated Series. Ah, that's what it is. What character? It was like a mob guy. I think he was only in a couple episodes, oh. but if you were to like see the character, you'd be like, oh yeah, no, that's right. definitely him. Also, Mooney's just drinking on the job and not doing anything remotely useful. So yeah, yeah, he sucks. We now just have the clowns going around town, taking over and getting all of the townspeople. They're either cotton candy cocooning them. There is one where uh, three go up to a door, open it up to a pretty lady, and then a clown pops out of a pizza box that they're holding and they turn her into a cotton candy thing. They use tricks like one is doing a little puppet show and lures a guy into a that was maybe the weirdest one yeah what would you call it uh, a gazebo and i think it's like what two puppets kissing or something yeah, it's two puppets kissing well the weirdest part too is like it's a little girl puppet and a little boy puppet and the boy puppet's trying to kiss the girl puppet and she's like no and the boy puppet's like yes and then kisses her and she's like no and then the boy looks at the dude who's standing there watching and is like yes and then goes after the girl puppet again and she Pulls, out a, pulls out a laser gun and shoots the boy puppet and the boy puppet like disintegrates disintegrates and then she slowly turns towards the guy standing there and shoots him with the well and the clown slowly Appears, stands up yeah and then shoots him with the ray and turns him into a big old cotton candy there's also a bit where one of these clowns shows up to a biker bar and he's on a little clown bike mm-hmm. and the bikers start to go after the clown and they destroy his little bike. And what is the what is the one biker says? He's like, what are you going to do? Knock my block off. And we have another kill here. We see the clown like jump up just into the sky. Then he comes back down. He's wearing boxing gloves. And then he just knocks off this guy's head straight into the trash can. Mm-hmm. It was absurd. Can I get that? I feel like it gives you an idea of what this movie is what this movie is like. That is exactly what this movie Them, is like, kind of jumping into the air and disappearing and then eventually coming back is, like, a common thing that keeps happening. Yeah. So, Officer Dave ends up taking Debbie home and then he takes Mike to go look at where the apparent alien tent is and they find nothing there and Officer mm-hmm. Dave is just like, you're a fucking liar. I'm gonna take <laughs> you in, all right? I do like their dynamic a little bit, too, where, like, Me too. Dave is, he's, like, He's she's daddy's. I'm still in love with her or whatever. And you're her like new guy Boyfriend, that she's dating. Yeah. And then just between them, the uh, what's the other guy's name? The main guy, Mike, Mike. He's like, dude, I didn't know your guys history or whatever. And Dave's keeping Dave keeps being like, it's not about that. Like, yeah, <laughs> chill. Well, after Dave handcuffs Mike and throws mm-hmm. him to the back of the cop car as they're driving back, they come across the makeout point that we saw early in the movie. And we see all of the cars still there, except it just looks like absolute madness has happened. There's shit all over the ground, doors left open. Dave gets out and he finds this one car and he opens the door because there's some cotton candy webs on there. It almost looks front. like spider webs. Yes. He opens the door and inside it's just filled with cotton candy. And like you just said, it looks like spider webs, but mm-hmm. they're just this pink color. And it also reminded me of like pumpkin guts a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I like this. I did not like that scene when he just has to put his hand in because, yeah, it's like a combination of spider webs and pumpkin insides, Mm -hmm. but it's pink. And then I was thinking, like, you're going to get sticky just from touching that. (laughs) 
Yeah, that scene didn't huh, like, interesting. Which I didn't expect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He pulls out a pair of glasses. Yeah. From I didn't recognize them, but they're apparently a character we've met previously. I think it was yeah, just some throwaway character right. from the beginning that and they're Mike like broken. And it's like, oh no. And now he finally believes Mike because Mike and Debbie were just like they are killing people, putting them in these cotton candy cocoons. Which uh, I don't know if it was the best choice to just like go hard on. I mean, good on them for being honest, but first thing they say, going to a police officer and being like, we went to a tent and it was a magic tent from space and there's clowns and they trap people in cotton candy. It's like, maybe you slowly bring them in on this. Like, I think people even, are being killed over down in the forest. So let's yeah. go check it out. You know, Mike even said that too, when he asked, when Debbie was like, let's go, you know, tell the cops this. Mike says, I don't think even I would believe this. Right, it's right. Like, That's true. It's like, yep. But they, yeah, like you said, they just go all in. Mm-hmm. But now Dave finally comes around. He unhandcuffs Mike and they're like, let's, let's go. I think they're going to go after Debbie to make sure that she's okay. Yeah. They team up now. And yeah, yeah they like their dynamic is changing. And mm-hmm. I think it was pretty good. Also around this time, I am now coming more into liking Mike. Cause like you were Me saying, too. the dynamic between him and Dave, and then he's just trying his best right now. Mm-hmm. And his acting, let me tell you, isn't great, but it's more of that. It kind of works for works the movie, for his character and the movie. Yeah, yeah, perfectly. Well, we end up going back to Mooney for a quick second, and he's just getting all these clowns. He's getting all these calls about <laughs> clowns from all the townspeople. Apparently, one woman got sucked into a balloon, and another person got put in cotton candy, or people are just disappearing. And he just does not believe anyone. He's just mm. drinking on the job, and he's like, "Fuck all this." Well, specifically, he says, "Frig all y'alls," or something like that. Frig off. Frig you. Frig yourself. Frig yourself. <laughs> this referencing Jeff's favorite movie, Psycho, Psycho Gorman. Gorman. Check out that episode if y'all want to know more or haven't listened to it yet. <laughs> or just want to hear Jeff get really angry. Yeah. It's a classic. Around now, Mike also gets the help of his two buddies, the Terenzi. Terenzo? What did I say their names are? I Ugh. cannot remember. The Terenzi brothers. Terenzi brothers. He's like, let's jump in a car and let's go check on Debbie because I think Dave now goes back to the police station. They split up. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I was trying to remember why they split up. Uh, and the, yeah, the Terenzi brothers and and Mike take the ice cream mobile to go check on Debbie and Dave finds. Well, did we did we skip over uh, uh, Mooney? Yeah, I think that's what happens now. Oh yeah, yeah. Right after Mooney's experience. Yeah. So, yeah, Mooney is not paying attention to anyone. And then a clown comes in and he handcuffs the clown. Clown does some some tricks. hijinks kind of fucking around with him like zoinks. I'm out of the handcuffs and that kind of stuff. And yeah. then this whole scene felt I mean, the whole movie felt pretty goofy, obviously. But this whole scene felt a little bit like dragging on to me. Was it because Mooney said I would usually read your rights, but I'm a piece of shit. So I'm, I'm not you're do in that. Mooney's jail now. <laughs> And I like that the clown just willingly goes into the, the what do you call it, the jail sec- yeah. section. He like squirts him with his flower or whatever. And the guy and Mooney's like, I should shoot you for that. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, dude. And then he pulls out his gun. Yeah. And walks him into the jail cell. And then when he puts him in the jail cell, he pulls out his baton and just bashes him in the back of the head. Yeah. I was like, damn. Still thinking this is a human being. Yeah. This guy sucks. Mm-hmm. He's just like, yeah, a, p- a huge piece of shit. Uh, but this clown get it got its comeuppance. It has its what was it a uh oh it was one of those party 
blowers. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. And he, he blows it through the uh, bars of the jail and it unfurls and turns into a hand and fucking chokes Mooney to death, apparently. Yeah. I or like so. unconscious, at least. It's it like choking him, him and bars. his eyes are wide open. Oh, it that's right. Pulls him into the bars. And I thought, I think it might have knocked him out at that point, but Mooney does like, not boom. survive too much longer after yeah. that. So we also did skip we'll over. Oh, yeah. Give it a kill. <laughs> You know, that There's counts. Also, a quick scene that we saw one of the clowns when they were all causing chaos. He's doing hand shadows. Oh, that's right. Which is pretty wacky. He's like one is an elephant, one is a dancing lady, I think. And then he one's like a boat with like heck of people on <laughs> it. It's right. clearly like magic that he's using. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in his final hand shadow puppet thing, it turns into like a dinosaur or some sort of creature. And there's like this group of five or six people watching and being like, yay, yay, love this. But then the hand, the hand shadow just scoops them all up. And then you see him put all of these people who I guess have been shrunk into just a little suitcase bag that he's carrying with them. Yeah. With, filled full with of popcorn. popcorn. I was like, okay, interesting. So now after Mike and Dave have split up, Dave returns to the police station and we see these giant clown shoe prints. Yeah, like leading big into the red <laughs> clown shoe prints. And they're all over the walls and everything. Mm-hmm. And this is when Dave ends up finding the two kids who got brought in by Mooney at the very beginning of the yeah, movie. who Mooney was abusing in the beginning. Encased in the... Um, cotton candy. And when he pulls off the like some of the cotton candy, we see one's face. And this is when like the face is just melted through. Yeah. And then you see an arm come down from the one of the other people who was up like on the ceiling. Again, kind of like a spider. And yeah, yeah. And like the, that arm looks sort of melted too. Yeah, it was like dripping so goo from it. Clearly, the longer these things are in there, they just like it, it keeps them alive, but yeah. they also just kind of like di- digest them, I think. Yeah. Or maybe similar just turns them into just liquid. Yeah, I'm realizing now I did not connect that. That it's like, oh, that's what a spider does. It wraps up its victims and it digests them and then it eats them out of there. That's disgusting. Yeah. Just another reason why I hate spiders. Spider clowns. Ugh. Well, Dave ends up being like, I can't handle this. Yeah, he doesn't like it. He's about to leave the sheriff station. And then sitting in a chair is the clown that has Mooney. Mm-hmm. And Mooney now has these little red. Like cheeks, little red circles on his cheeks and and blood um, kind of coming out of his mouth. In the corners of his mouth like uh, makes him look like a puppet or a mu- or a, no, a puppet, like a puppet, right? Yeah, like yeah. a hand puppet mm-hmm. or yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's sitting on his knee and he starts talking and he goes, Don't worry, Dave. All we want to do is kill you. Don't worry, Dave. We just want to kill you. Yeah. And then the clown <laughs> slides his arm out and it's covered, it's covered in, blood. in blood. And he's like, and, and pushes his body off of his knee. And then I love that. Slowly gets up. And like I said earlier in the movie, Moon did say, you ain't going to make a puppet out of me. Boom. Boom. You got foreshadowed, bitch. <laughs> well, the clown comes after Mooney. Not Mooney. Dave. Dave. And Dave just starts firing off his pistol and he hits it in the nose, which explodes. And the clown's like, ah, starts spinning around in some great CG effects. You oh, know? yeah. Very cool looking energy. And just explodes. Yeah. Into like glitter. And now we figured out the clown's weakness. Shoot him in the nose. I wonder if you squeeze their nose really hard if if it would do the same thing. Maybe. That's what I would try. Thank you. You're dead. There's a scene where Mike and the Terenzi brothers come across the clowns with this, I guess, clown, like giant clown car. It's sucking up all of the cocoons 
that have been put around the town. It's like a little. Oh yeah, it has like happening. a huge like vacuum nozzle vacuum. on the front. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. It's like <laughs> boom, and it's sucking up yeah all these cocooned people. The clowns now end up coming for Debbie, and I like that the popcorn is also like its own kind of species. It kind of reminds me of Gremlins, where like they're like little popcorn eggs. Yeah, because they end up hatching. They were selling part of her clothes, which she took off, and they end up turning into these like what would you call them? Plant like. Yeah, almost like the mouths. plants from Mario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, the but piranha like plants. Evil. Yeah, except they have clown heads. Yeah, and they're trying to get at her, and they. Like out of the laundry basket and she opens the, the not the rearview mirror, the uh, medicine, cabinet. medicine cabinet mirror and they're in there and they're like chopping the at her and biting her shoulders and shit like that. And then she ends up getting met at her front door by the clowns and they end up putting her into a balloon, mm -hmm. which was also mentioned that one of the other neighbors got put into a balloon too. So I do like that they're like it's set up. It's not like, oh, this is just new for her. Right. They are putting some people in these balloons. Yeah, me too. See, this is a very consistent movie here. Very logical, if nothing else. There's a car chase where the clown car that now has Debbie is speeding on to a, an amusement park where the new like tent ship is. They're chased by Mike and the Terenzi brothers in mm -hmm. the ice cream truck. And then also Dave. Dave ends up having to get in the ice cream truck because there's a small little crash. But they make their way to this amusement park. The clown car gets there first, and we see a security guard get pied to death. What are you going to do with those pies, boys? In a little, it's kind of a grisly manner. At first, it just looks like he's got lots of pies on him. Mm -hmm. But then we kind of pan in, and yeah, he's been met. At first, it, I was just kind of like, oh, okay, I don't know. He seems fine. And then turns out they're acid pies. Yeah. Uh, and it was a, pile, a little pile of melted body and steaming pie innards. And by the time that the group shows up, there's just like a skeletal arm sticking out from it. Yeah, yeah. I did like when the security officer saw them. It's just one gets out, but then slowly about like five or six oh, more right. end up getting clown out. Car? It's like a clown car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do like a pies. lot of the, the like imagery and stuff in this movie. Oh. Wait, did you already hit that? No. Okay. For the security guard? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Boom, got you. But like all the clown imagery and stuff is is very cool. And like the balloon being like trapping the human. Like I could see being scared of it's the shit if I was a so, kid. Yeah, it's so clown stuff. Like every like if you went, yeah, went to the circus and you saw mm -hmm. this, you might have some damage to you if you didn't know anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, they go inside this fun house, which do you think the fun house is part of the ship? It has to be, right? Um, I don't think so. So the maybe, dinosaur, because there's like dinosaur cutouts. I think that's just regular. It's just like a the ship, like the docked ship. there almost. Yeah, kind of became a part of it. Yeah. Well, inside this fun house, the four of them get separated. Dave and Mike end up going one way, and then the Terenzi brothers end up falling through some trap door, which lands them into a ball pit. And there maybe is, in this might be the weirdest scene in the entire movie. Yeah, my uh, vote. <laughs> what happens, Jeff? Well, they they kind of. Uh, you know, they come up from the balls in this pit and they look over and there's two clowns sitting on the edge of the ball pit like they're dangling their feet into a hot tub and the camera pans around and it's our first two lady clowns. Uh, another little nod to gremlins uh, with the lady gremlin. Turns out all the clowns are dudes and these are what the lady clowns look like and they um, have boobs that are I think balloons. I thought yeah, they were inflating and they're inflating like and they're and they're kind of doing like, ooh oh, like a little like flirty looks and stuff towards the guys. And the Terenzi brother, Terenzi, mm -hmm. Terenzi brothers are like, 
Oh, I don't know. Like, Looking for like Debbie's roommates. Oh, that's right. God, that was stupid. <laughs> are you Debbie's roommate? You know, I'm sure. And this- if we don't come back to it really quick, <laughs> that when they do eventually show up again, they yeah. have giant clown kiss marks all over their faces. Which- and their clothes are all torn. I think they had sex with those clowns. I guarantee you they had sex with those clowns. This, the shredded clothing? Yeah. They don't say anything, but... Do you think this movie or this bit of the movie inspired movies like Dude, Where's My Car? Where at the very end, Ashton Kutcher and Sean William Scott's girlfriends, their boobs got bigger. Oh, that's right. He like They make a wish Shitty. or something. Or the scene Shitty. in Terminator 3 where the... Was it T-10,000? The girl Terminator. She makes her boobs bigger. Uh, my guess is that that was inspired by horny, horny dudes. Mm. Would you say this movie is inspired by horny dudes? Very much so. <laughs> All right. They're on the same boat here. Yeah. We now have Mike and Dave coming back into the cotton candy cocoon room looking for Debbie. But we end up having a clown just shamble his way in and he pulls out one of these crazy straws and you see him just shove it straight into one of the cocoons and just suck out the blood or I don't know, innards, like, liquid, right. whatever it's melted human into. And again, I do. I like that. It's like a big curly, crazy or crazy, crazy, crazy straw. straw. It's very in theme. Yeah, it's wacky, which makes it even more terrifying. They end up do saving Debbie. They burst the balloon by shooting it. And apparently Debbie couldn't breathe in there, which I'm slightly surprised that she lasted as long as she did. Yeah, I was. My guess is maybe it was just hard to breathe. Probably. She's like, oh, I couldn't breathe because she would have been dead long ago. Yeah. And they start to make their escape. But I like that you said to me, what if there are other people in other balloons? Yeah, because it showed a bu- like she was in a line of a bunch of other balloons. Mm-hmm. And they're like, good, we got her. Let's get out of here. It was like, uh, what about all of the other people that are here? And what I loved was that as soon as you said that, mm-hmm. I think it was Dave who said that too, right? Or was it Mike? Yeah, almost word for word. He's like, oh, what about there could be other people alive in those balloons? Yeah. But they're like, no time. And they jump in the elevator. Unfortunately, there is no time because they are now being pursued by these clowns, these killer clowns from outer space. And there's now this big chase through the spaceship. They're going into all these different sections of the wacky clown aesthetic. And there is a bit, though, where we see Dave just sharpshooting with his shotgun. A couple of these clowns nose off and they Mm -hmm. explode and disappear. Uh, But I guess he's just trying to preserve ammo. For as long as he can so they can keep going on the run. Yeah, because they're like, yeah, he takes out like three clowns rapid yeah. fire. But they're like, keep going, run. It's like there's only well, because uh, I was criticizing him in this moment. I thought there's only like five clowns total. Ah, is why I was like, just kill the rest. Yeah. And we'll then you're done. Not the case. But we soon realize, yeah, there's many, many, many clowns. There is a bit when they're sliding down a pole while they're like running away mm-hmm. that we see. They get off on a certain level, but right below them, if they keep going on the pole, there was like this creature. Did you see that with like its mouth? And yeah, teeth? it's like an open mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering about like what the fuck that is. Mm-hmm. Like, and like, why, why is, is that there? on the ship? Yeah. Like, what good is it? Is this maybe like one of the clowns not in clown form or? Oh, like something? maybe that's not always there. It's just like. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe it's like that space worm in star wars episode four mm-hmm. in the trash compactor that just fucks around it's like oh, just hangs gonna, out yeah it's like i guess i'm here i live here now yeah i like trash it's just like a space parasite that lives on their ship yeah yeah i'm just curious about that well, well maybe maybe they'll do a spin-off maybe a prequel in the end they get onto this really tall platform and they are surrounded by the clowns you think it's lights out for them but who shows up jeff <gasps> 
It's the Terenzo Brothers. Terenzi? Terenzi. Terenzi Brothers. In their ice cream truck, which they somehow managed to get out of the fun house, get back into that truck, and then drive through the walls of the ship in to distract the clowns. My guess is they seduce those clown ladies, and the clown ladies help them escape. I wonder if there's like a spinoff, like where the clown ladies right? and Terenzi Brothers. I mean, endless possibilities. It's true. There could be a killer clowns from outer space universe. So the Terenzi brothers use the loudspeaker in their ice cream truck to say, we're like Joe the clown. Worship us. Worship oh, us. Oh, because there's a big, by the way, we didn't mention there's a big clown on the top of it. Of the ice cream truck. Yeah. yeah. And this apparently distracts the clowns long enough where they just stop paying attention For to some reason. Dave, Mike and Debbie. So they jump off the platform and they get in the truck. But then the truck stops working. And we end up now seeing the clowns retreat to the sides of this giant room. And what is referred to as Clownzilla comes down from the ceiling, which I like that it was attached to wires. Mm -hmm. Like like a marionette kind of. Exactly. I thought that was a cool aesthetic choice. Me too. And Clownzilla, it's very uh, in theme for this episode. Very much so. So Terenzi Brothers can't get the car started. Dave, Mike, and uh, why do I want to say Barbara? Debbie. Jump out of the car. Unfortunately, the, the Terenzi brothers stay in and the clown car just gets smashed, thrown across the room and it explodes. Big old explosion. One thing I didn't like about the Terenzi brothers on top of everything. Yeah, I was like, one thing? Whoa. <laughs> was that they were given all of these really just bad lines about like, oh, we can't leave this. It's a rental. Yeah, these were like, just uh... unbelievable characters that you would not be doing these things in a situation like this. Despite like no matter how stupid you are. And idiotic you are. I mean, I guess this is a, the universe it's in. These characters fit. But it's supposed you can tell they're supposed to be the com- comedic relief. But it's like it's when you're not much. funny. Yeah, it doesn't work. It reminds me of like Fre- that Friday the 13th where he's like, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh. It's like that's these guys through the whole movie. Except I think I like those kids a little bit better. <laughs> Probably because they were in it less. True. So their car explodes. They are dead as a doorknob. Dave ends up saying, get out of here, get out of here to Mike and Dave, to Mike and Debbie, <laughs> because there's now a hole blasted that the uh, Terenzi brothers created with their car. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they all probably could have run away. Yeah, they're like five feet from the opening. Although I'm sure Clownzilla would have just chased them through. I guess and so. And so all three of them would have ended up getting got. But Dave stays behind. Dave's the hero. Mike and Debbie just book it the fuck out of there. And as they're running away from this amusement park, we have a shot of all of the cop cars showing up, which is like, oh, good timing. Mm-hmm. But what I did like was that the ship now ends up taking off. And so at least all of these cops who Dave called probably during the middle of the movie, it's hard to believe that, you know, when he's yelling, there are killer clowns here, send help. Like, right. is help really going to come? But at least now all these people see something in the sky shining bright. It's turned. It's like a, it's like like a, a diamond top. shape, right? Yeah, it's spinning almost like one of those old school tops. Yeah. Clownzilla gets a hold of Dave and looks like it's lights out for him. And then Dave ends up taking his badge, which is pointy. Oh, that's and right. And he just bops Clownzilla on the nose, which explodes, drops Dave. Dave dives off to the side. The Clown, ship explodes. Clown blows up. Ship blows up. That's it. We have everyone just being like, oh. Dave's oh dead. no! Until out of nowhere, what happens? Oh no! The clown car falls from who knows where. Really, lands right in front of everyone, and the door opens, and everyone's pulling their guns, and a little human hand pops out and opens the door, and it's Dave. Not only Dave, but 
Who else Wait is somehow second. still alive? The Terenzi brothers. Hold on, we gotta say it at the same time. Ready? Oh, the, the, the Terenzi brothers. brothers. Boing. And how did they survive, Jeff? What was oh, that's there? right. They're all covered in ice cream, and they're like, they're like, whoa, Terenzi brothers. How did you guys survive? Thought you were dead for sure. And they're like, uh, well, we hid in the we hid in the uh, ice cream area or whatever, the ice cream the fridge. Uh, and they both are like holding popsicles. Yeah. And then um, one of them's like. Yeah, it's your idea or whatever. And he's like, oh, yeah, you say we sell ice cream. We get girls or whatever. And they do that thing where they like bicker and then they just slowly lower into the back of the car. It's like a cartoon. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Makes me mad. Sorry. (laughs) Our final shots are of Dave, Mike and Debbie all looking up into the sky being like, I wonder what now. And then pie just rains down on their face, which we're assuming is acid pie. So they're probably dead. I'm assuming they're dead. (laughs) Yeah, like the three of them just got just murdered right there. Just to death. Or so, maybe everyone. Or yeah, maybe every maybe it's raining acid pies from the exploded ship. And no one lived to tell the tale. So I want to ask you a question, Steve. Please. So the ship exploded. Yes. The car was presumably in the ship. Correct. But the car didn't, uh, car didn't explode? Of course not. And also... When did the Terenzi brothers get from the ice cream freezer to the little car? Oh, I have a perfect explanation. Okay. So the last time we saw the Terenzi brothers, they were in the front seat arguing when their clown or when their ice cream truck, I think it got bashed on top. I believe so. Obviously, that gives them enough time to be like, oh, we're brilliant. Let's go hide in the freezer. Mm -hmm. They hide in the freezer. The car gets thrown. It explodes. Uh, That explosion ends up tossing the freezer into the back of this clown car. A la the scene from Los and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, when there's an explosion and they fly through the air. From the Ex- intro? Exactly. Or right. in Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Crystal Skull. I don't think it's called that. Where Indiana Jones gets inside of a microwave. It's not a microwave. What is it? A fridge. Scenes. <laughs> a fridge. A fridge. And the nuclear explosion blasts him into the desert. Right. And he's okay. Exactly. That or toss- like in um, that episode of uh, Star Trek where uh, that uh, that one guy gets in the thing and he shuts it, and he, but he's okay. Are you making this up? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it would come to me, so uh, that one doesn't count. Hit it. Star Trek, Trek Star Trek reference. reference. <laughs> yes, exactly like all of those. Yeah. Their freezer was tossed into the clown car, and because it's an alien clown car, the explosion from it propelled... From the ship propelled the clown car to safely land right in front of everyone. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Simple science. Right. Yeah. Well, Jeff, that is our movie. Are you ready to move into our final thoughts? Yep. First question. Did you like this movie? That's a complicated question, Steve. Um, uh, is it? Do we do yes or no answers? I forget. It's up to you. You know man. what? I don't care. It was OK. Yeah. Okay. You know, it, like I mentioned before, all the clown stuff, really cool. Like the imagery of like all the clowns things, not necessarily the clowns didn't love the way the clowns looked. Okay. They're fine. But overall, the like cars and the ship and the weird buttons and the cotton candy that look kind of like they have little hooks on the top. They're like ornaments that would hang in the ship and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they were using cotton candy like spider webs and melting people like all that shit was pretty cool. Agreed. Writing, not so good. 
the dialogue, not so good. Mm-hmm. Most of the characters, pretty bad. Overall, th- it's just like there's so much potential. I see that. I almost feel like, I mean, again, they only had two million, but like. Hey, if I had two million. You tell me. Uh, I just feel like there's so many things, so many ways you could have gone and so many things you could have done. But yeah, it was okay. It was. I'm not going to watch it again. Well, I guess that answers my second question. Yeah, and I wouldn't show anyone. Not even Skylar. No. You don't think she'd get a kick out of this movie? Um, no, probably not. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, all right. I'd probably, I imagine I would show her the trailer and she would like just take a deep, deep sigh. That sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, Steve. Yes. Did you like this movie? I did. I got a really big kick out of this movie. I feel like I've a big seen kick. chunks of this, but I've never seen it all the way through. Mm-hmm. Certain scenes I remember like on the ship, the, the first time that they're on the ship with the cotton candy caskets. Cocoons. Yeah, you know, hey, it's a really kind of both. I remember that. I remember like there's a scene where a clown is trying to lure a kid out onto the street. I like I, I remember that for some reason. Maybe because you're young and you're like, oh, yikes. Probably. And I think some of the scenes at the end kind of come into mind. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like a it, it is not a good movie. <laughs> But it's really fun. We can agree on that. We can yeah. definitely agree on that. But like this is a B movie. I think when I think of a B movie, this is what they are. Totally. It is schlocky, as I mentioned before. It's bad acting. It's over the top acting. But as we keep saying, it fits perfectly into this world that this movie is in. Mm-hmm. I love the aesthetic. We didn't really just des- I mean, we tried describing the ship, but I feel like this is something you need to watch or look up. Just all of it, it feels so 80s and like fake in a in a good way. Yeah. It, it's so weird. And I feel like the design colorful. of the design, all yeah. of that is one of the reasons it has since become a cult classic. Yeah. Like we after the movie had watched a little clip. They have a, uh, a, a pop up, I guess you'd call it at. Uh, Six Flags I'm blanking the Halloween Horror, the Halloween Horror Nights or Nights whatever year. they do every year they do a like a walkthrough of essentially their ship and it's like well clearly because that's a highlight of the yeah and the, the, the mixture of sci-fi spacey aesthetic mixed with clown circus stuff mm-hmm. I think is brilliant mixed with kind of horror because there's like shit with sharp teeth and yeah yeah the times that the clowns would smile too and mm-hmm. the way that their facial expressions would change. Like they wouldn't change much because they're just these rubber masks, I'm assuming, or maybe some sort of animatronic bit. But the way Definitely that they could kind of go from not too, too scary to just, oh, there's a quick transition in just small facial gestures and features. Mm-hmm. Freaky. I, I, again, really like the way that they looked and how big and absurd they were. Their slow walk. I really liked Mike. I didn't think I would, as we mentioned earlier, because of his, you know, not great moments to begin with. But mm-hmm. I was cheering for him, Dave and Barbara. Why do I keep saying Barbara? <laughs> yeah, I don't Debbie. know where you got that. <laughs> They're coming and, to get you, Debbie. Yeah, I, I like the three of them when they would team up. I, I mean, they don't really have much character to them, especially Debbie. She sort of. Has some good moments in the beginning and then just gets pushed to the side and becomes the I'm trapped in a balloon girl. Yeah. But I think that they're all in their own way fun enough to be rooting for and being like, I hope they get out of this. Like when she got put into the balloon, the clown aims one of the ray guns at her. And it's like one of the guns that turns people into the cotton candy cocoons. 
And my thought was just like, oh my God, is she dead? Because I would have been <laughs> bummed out. Like, ah, yeah. oh, shit. But then she's in a balloon. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, guy. That makes but sense. it wouldn't have surprised me in a movie like this where they mm-hmm. would have just been like, well, there she goes. She's dead now. Yeah. And I'd be happy, like, if they made a sequel now, I would be happy to see those three make a reappearance. Well, there was some talk about trying to get a sequel going. So here I have the guy who played Mike stated that his character would possibly return. According to the actor, Mike would now be a town drunk whose ramblings (laughs) about the clowns are dismissed. When the clowns come back, Mike, who has been preparing for their return, teams up with two young street performers to fight them. He said that there also might be multiple sequels, each revolving around a character from the original movie. That was that was talked back in 2012. Unfortunately, that has just sort of fallen to the wayside. Uh, There was talks about possibly turning it into like a television show or series, but nothing has really been talked about since then. One of the last things that I have was on October 22nd of 2018, it was announced the Sci-Fi Channel was in talks to license the rights to make more, maybe a couple more sequels to this franchise or to this this movie. I think that's the one. The only one I heard about was something with sci-fi, and they're like, "We'll give you two million. Yeah, and they're like, "We did the movie for two million in the eighties. We can't yeah, do the movie now. now for two million or yeah. a movie." Well, maybe that would be a good challenge to try and capture that same aesthetic. Yeah, equation. I would just do it like with inflation, whatever that equals. That's not a bad idea, money, you know. Because I think that low budget, I mean, it does make this a B movie, but it mm-hmm. also helped make it enjoyable because there's nothing in this that I'm really. Like, it all fits perfectly into what it's supposed to be. It's nothing more and it's nothing less. Yeah. All of the characters, again, are just so over the top in in ways that I find, for the most part, charming, except for the two brothers. They can (laughs) can get right. The Terenzi brothers. The one thing I think I would change, weirdly, is I would up the rating. Oh, me too. And way more gore. Yeah. If nothing else, like clown gore. Yeah. Like when they shoot them in the head, it would be cool if the whole clown head just fucking exploded with like with like glitter and stuff like it kind of did a little bit, but it was very like hidden, very, you know, I think this movie feels like it should have that element to it. What if it's like a combination of glitter and like brains or like like alien brains or something? Yeah, goopy stuff like green goopy stuff, glitter and like like a combination of the two. I thought (laughs) I would like that. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I'm trying to really like that think kind of, of shit would be cool. Some of the gory bits, but they're really Maybe like a head many. chunk grows a leg and turns into like a little. That would be pretty cool. Runs around like bring a little like the 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 popcorn things gross shit from the thing into this a little mm, bit. Yeah, like the ooh. popcorn things like. Yeah. Go that direction could be really cool. I didn't realize this was PG-13 until you told me. And me neither started, until halfway through. I don't know if I would have noticed until the end of the movie that mm-hmm. it like, wasn't as gory or. You know, I, I assumed it's an 80s R-rated movie because it definitely right. just killer clowns matter space. Just that premise, it should be something kind of fucked up. And that dude did get his head punched off. I think that that was one of the goriest scenes, quote unquote. And then the other one was when the clown pulled his hand out of the back of. Movie, totally. Which yeah. I really I think that was my favorite. That was dark. Kind of kill. Yeah, that's as dark as I think it got. Was it your favorite kill? I think so. I mean, there really weren't that many. No. So we don't have to do the whole thing, but yeah, yeah, I would say, yeah, maybe that one, maybe not. I, I, I'm going to take the the head one, knocking the head off, I'm knocking this block off. Yeah, I think this is a goofy enough movie where you know I probably wouldn't show a kid. No, I wouldn't. Maybe like a 13 year old. 
Yeah, a little teen. Yeah. A little snotty fucking teen. I mean, whatever, loser. <laughs> you know? So is this a movie I would watch again, Jeff? I think so. This is it's it's fun and it's short. I think it's about like an hour and 26 minutes. Mm-hmm. I didn't really feel it at all. And it's nothing that I don't think a normal person couldn't handle. I think oh, totally. if you like this would be on a list of the B movies. I would show someone this night of the comet night of the creeps. I, there's a whole bunch. And I'm now glad I've officially seen this where I can say, oh, yeah, this is just a campy 80s schlock movie. Yeah, totally. All right, Jeff, let's move into the rating of this movie. OK, out of oh, you've come up with this one. I think I did the one last time. OK, out of eight. No, nine. Out of nine little popcorn, little like uh, squeaky popcorns. Okay. How many little squeaky popcorns would you give this movie? Is it out of nine? Out of nine. That's a new number. I would give this six out of nine squeaky popcorns. Okay. The aesthetic, like I said, is brilliant. It's fairly fun. It's just nothing you really have to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. It's such a straightforward, easy plot with enough visuals that can keep I think anyone's attention and it's just dumb fun. There's yeah. nothing to it. And sometimes just that's just what you need. And it does ride that fine line of comedic horror. Yeah. The premise is horrifying. These things that you think are supposed to be nice, fun, and that you're supposed to enjoy are actually out to cocoon you and then suck your blood slash guts out through <laughs> a crazy straw and then abduct you. Mm-hmm. While also being like, whoa, ho, ho, we're having a good time. Except Boing. for the Terenzi brothers. They can get out of here. Ooh, Terenzi brothers. Yeah. Sorry if people sorry, enjoy those characters, but I like they just, it's just a little too much for me. Yeah, agreed. How about you, Jeff? Out of nine squeaky popcorn popcorns, how many popcorns would you pop this movie? I would pop probably four squeaky popcorns out of nine. Yeah. You know, not the bottom of the scale, mm-hmm. but not really a passing grade. Like you said, it was pretty fun. Uh, I feel like there, like I mentioned, there's some potential for it to be a little lean into it a little more. I don't know. Um, And there were moments that were slow, but overall, like it it was a classic B movie, pretty good B movie. Uh, Like I like the visuals and everything. Um, So, yeah, I mean, maybe I'll put it on at some maybe maybe I would appreciate it more on a second watch through now that I kind of get the gist and I can kind of have it on in the background. I don't know. Did you say you would watch this again? I said no, but maybe (laughs) I would. Well, I guess here's a follow up question to that. Is this one of those movies that you would probably put on in the background for like a Halloween party or a party where you could just kind of glance over and just see some fun visuals? Yeah, maybe. Might be able to get some laughs out of it. If this movie were to come on on TV, say you were watching what is it pluto that you use pluto yeah free tv let's say both star trek channels that you normally watch go black for some reason they mm-hmm. go off the fraser channel doesn't oh. work and you stumble across killer clowns from outer space it's 10 minutes in would you give it a go honestly probably not probably <laughs> there, there not it is. yeah i think that maybe that helps me answer that question mm. uh, i'd probably sit for a second and be like oh, i wonder what scene it is watch a couple minutes of it and then flip the channel i get that i might be in that same boat too, depending where I were to turn the TV on where mm-hmm. it was. But if I were to start it from like the beginning to sit down to watch it, I would. But yeah, right. I just I think I'd have to be in a certain mood for this one. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Very specific. Well, Jeff, I heard to move into everyone's favorite segment of the show. You mean tops and bottoms. I mean, like it or hate it. 
one one star review and one five star review of this movie. For the one star review by user JLTTZF1 hmm. from Letterboxd, I dedicate this review to my friend Steve, who convinced me to watch this <gasps> garbage. Steve? Not, not me. Oh. Thank you for wasting an hour and a half of my life. How does this movie have a cult following? How is the average letterbox rating for this 3.3? The acting is terrible. The script is ludicrous. It is not scary unless you have cholerophobia. Did I say that right? I think so. All of that could be forgiven if it was actually funny, but it's not. Some movies are so bad, they're hilarious. Then there are ones like this, which are just bad. At least it's not offensive. Not so sure about huh, that. Yeah. Maybe that's not you. <laughs> Maybe not to you, but so it was just coverage if whatever his name was. <laughs> Username. Yeah. I mean, I can honestly, like you, see how people might not really enjoy this because it's just absolute garbage. Yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised. Maybe, yeah. You need to have a bit of a open openness to a movie like this to be mm-hmm. like, all right, I get it. And you know, to each their own. Yeah, you know, everyone has their own preference. Yeah, but and that's cool, just but like you're wrong. Our user here. Ian West, who very much disagrees with whatever that guy's name was. Yeah, I can't say that. Letterbox user Ian West gives this movie five stars. What are you going to do with those pies, boys? Cotton candy cocoons, shadow puppets, acid pies, and popcorn bazookas all add up to one thing. Essential clown cinema. This is an all-timer for me that really hits my sweet spot, and then some. The music, makeup, the comedy... The exaggerated carnival colors and probably my favorite theme song ever amount to a saccharine outer space killer clown jam that I just adore. Big mood. Heck yeah. Even in all of these one stars, a lot of them just mention the theme being that it rocks ass and that it's pretty <laughs> great. And that's like the only reason why it gets a one. I'll admit the theme is pretty, pretty rock and rolling. Pretty good. It's that 80s classic cult thing that helps make the movie what it is. Right. And I think I've heard that theme used a bunch, too, in, in other bits of media, and I didn't really put two and two together. There's some music, I don't remember which uh, part of the movie that it plays in, but apparently it was written for a, I might be getting this wrong, but a Friday the 13th trailer or movie? Yeah. I think trailer, six. and then they were like, Jason lives. we're just going to use the Jason music, yeah. and then they used it in this instead. That's cool. Yeah. I don't think it was the theme, but. Did you give the fact about a band? Oh, no, I meant to say that in the very beginning. Um, You know, I don't know how popular this band is, but if you guys have ever heard of the band Chiodos, which I used to be a big fan of in high school, they actually got their name from the Chiodos Brothers. That was their original band name based on the Chiodos Brothers (laughs) who produced this movie, uh, just produced it, right? The Chiodos Brothers? Yeah. They also, one of them directed it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, you know the dudes behind this movie they did i think you also said they did a bunch of the visual effects i believe so yeah um and then they shortened their band name to chiodos but it was it it was like a an homage to these guys which i had no idea until we watched this that's awesome yeah that's like duran duran and barbarella how they got the name from one of the villains oh really yeah nice duran durant that's funny yeah that's pretty fun yeah well jeff like the clowns almost did in the end of this movie, blasting off into space. How about we up them and we blast off into space too, right? This is transitions. Yeah, we're going to blast. I'm going to blast you into space, Steve. Thanks, man. Hey, let's one up those guys and let's blow ourselves into space. Wow, we're really <laughs> keeping with this, huh? 
Okay, well, first off, I just want to thank our producers. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Uh, and I would like to thank you by name. Thanks, James Miller. Thanks. Allie Joy. Thanks, Josh Hansen. Thanks. And thank you, Fernando Diaz. Yeah. All, all you cool cats. Don't you mean final girls? All you ah, final girls. Jesus Christ. That was supposed to be like a like a lady screaming in a movie, but it just sounded like me like screaming. Like you screaming. Yeah, yeah. So sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, thanks, guys. And if you want to be a final girl or... Um, or if you wanted to be a gorehound, gore-hound? Oh, 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 oh. or a horror housemate, uh, good day, mate. Or, or maybe like a welcome to the horror house, mate. I thought, I thought we agreed you're not going to do accents anymore. Oh, you're right. Uh, well, you can go to patreon.com slash H H O H to do that. One of the perks about the final girls here is that you get a producer credit and you get a shout out at the end of every episode like we just did there. There are the other two tiers as well. Any sort of help really goes a long way that to keep the lights on here. Yes, we still need to replace the light bulb. Yeah. Yes, we don't have a yacht yet, but we will have that light bulb and we will have that yacht to one day put into the lamp above us and to one day have our podcast recorded live on a yacht the first ever horror podcast and um you know we sometimes we'll call you and put you in the episode when we remember we just remembered that's the thing that we're gonna do so keep your lines open uh horror uh everyone final girls final girls there you go yeah nice jeff where can people find us instagram you can find us on tiktok at herwitz's house of horror you can find Steve on Instagram at Steve. You can find me on Instagram at Art of Jefferson. You can find Ugly Cowboy at Ugly Cowboy Co. You can find merchandise to wear on your body at HerwitzHouseOfHorror.com. And if you will please rate and review this show, that would be extraordinarily helpful on any of your podcasting apps like Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify. Not all of them you can actually write a review, but if you are able to write a review and leave us those five stars, we will read that review out live. We are trying to get a bigger audience and just trying to get in everyone's ears because we think we are hilarious. And we know you think that too, because you're still listening to us for some reason. Maybe you guys are giving us this false hope that we aren't funny and you're just here to laugh at us. You know what? If you think that is the case, then tell more people so that way they can laugh at us instead of actually enjoying us. If you've left left us a review somewhere and we haven't read it out on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Let us know. Let us know. Just uh, <laughs> leave us a comment on Instagram or just send us an email being like, hey, what's going on here? Uh, because we haven't seen it. Yeah, there was that one guy, Mark, who left those two comments on Podbean that I didn't see for like a month. Yeah, because we don't check all the time. Well, I try. So. I try. And then also yeah. I just forget half of the other ones. Well, there's so many. I know. So, but we appreciate you all podcasting platforms. Like I said, equally it really does go a long way. Any review does help. So thank you for that, guys. I didn't I didn't list the hot uh, hot take hotline, but you know what? You can find it yourself. Well, I'll find it for you guys. Steve's nicer than me. The number is one eight hundred find it yourself, dummy. The number is 916-538-4412. Feel free to leave us a message, a hello, how are you, or a I'm going to kill you, or happy holidays. 
or anything you want. Just scream like Jeff screamed. You know, it'll be nice to hear from anyone. Did you like Killer Clowns from Outer Space as much as we did? That's cool. Great. Did you hate it? Do you plan on never watching it again? I hope that's not the case because I thought, again, this was a pretty fun movie. But just, you know, we won't answer, but let us know. Jeff, let's talk about next week's episode. It's going to be a little bit different. Well, it's going to be a little bit different because, surprise, surprise, it's actually the last episode of season two. That's correct. We'd like to, we're going to play a little, excuse me, we'd like to pay a little, you know what I'm talking about. I want to go to bed now. (laughs) Hold on. We're going to be taking a look back at season two, going over the movies that we've talked about, some of the things that we really liked, some of the movies that we didn't really like. Did some of our thoughts change? Maybe some of our favorite kills overall, and maybe just some thoughts about the future and and some of those thoughts about horror in general. Yeah. So it'll be a discussion episode. Just a nice way to end off and wrap up the nice little postmortem, a little after death. That's right. Which is fitting for the podcast. Like Jason from Friday the 13th, part six, be reborn into a new body. And in, in our case, the a body is a season, season three. Season three. So season three will be. OK, so just to recap, just like the next episode, uh, we will be doing a recap episode next Monday. Uh, and you will see us again for season three. That's correct. For our special Christmas holiday special. Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Let me start that again. Happy Hanukkah. Right? It's just some some old man. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't Santa. (laughs) He's just an old guy. Yeah. Um... That'll be on. That'll be released on I believe Christmas. Christmas Day. That's correct. Just a fun little end of year special, something yeah. that I know you know you may be with your family and having a good time, but I don't know about you, but I love to get away from my family after spending an entire day with them, <laughs> and go listen to my favorite podcast. So you guys will have that ready for your ears either on Christmas Day as a as a gift from us to you. Or just for whenever you want to. And then speaking of that, we will be taking a two-week break from recording just to enjoy some time for ourselves. I know we have sort of been um, taking some time off the past month or two, but that's just because scheduling and lives. December is a difficult time just because of so much going on with the holidays and the new year. So I want to give Jeff a break and myself just to kind of kick back a little bit. Although we are working on some projects, we aren't fully taking mm-hmm. a break, but just uh, just the weekly bit for for a little little time. I think after this season, this this year that we have spent doing this, we've earned ourselves a nice little little kickback. Yeah, put up our feet and plan for season three, which will be happening. I think like mid January, we'll give you we have dates, but we'll give you specific dates. Yeah, we'll we'll go more into that on next week's episode. Mm -hmm. So I think that is going to wrap us up here. Right, Jeff? Is there anything else that we missed? Nope. Wow. What a way to go confident. I don't. And then as soon as we're done recording, we remember all the things we didn't say. Brilliant. Well, just a big thank you again to everyone for listening. As always, we appreciate the heck out of y'all. And with that, Jeff, as we say at the end of every episode uh, for Witch's House of Aura, those are some killer clowns from outer space.